Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Respawn Aim Fire, episode 88, with your hosts, Chad Michael Innes and Holden DePardo. As you can tell, I've uh, been very sick. If you follow us on Twitter, you know that I lost my voice on Tuesday, but I'm on my way back to becoming a beautiful mermaid. So today, you're going to have... And I sound like a voice message recording. <laughs> you have called Holden Holden DePardo. DePardo. <laughs> Every time you speak, you should just give your phone number instead in a robotic voice. <laughs> Seven seven three eight one six four two. You should not finish your four. phone number on a podcast. Just I don't know whose phone number that is, but you guys. Oh, give okay. A call. I thought that was your number for a second. <laughs> Someone some in Chicago. Is, some person's going to get some messages from our from our followers. Yep. Uh, welcome back to Tuesday. <laughs> this is our last podcast of 2018. Yes, it is. Yep. Our next one will be January 1st. Um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. We have some player counts from PlayStation 4. We have a game that Holden made up around that. That will be our game on game show today. Yeah. We have a special little uh, <clears throat> challenge slash call to action that we're going to be doing each week that I've saved for the end of the show. So listen to the end game. And we're going to also start today with... Actually, we're also going to dive in a little bit to IGN's wonderful track record with reviews this year. And then <laughs> jump into Nintendo news is how we're going to start today's podcast. Oh yeah! By the way, hey, we're the Kickass Irreverent Gaming Podcast. Let's start. We got to say that consistently now. We're branding we really ourselves. Do. Yeah. Respawn Aim Fire, the Kickass, and I, I'm gonna make a shirt. We're gonna make a shirt. We're going to E3 this year. I've decided. Well, I, we've already kind of mentioned this, but I've decided right now on the podcast talking to you that we're going to E3. We're gonna wear matching shirts, and I'm they're gonna be logo related. So that's I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Done. Uh, question: Is the Nintendo Pro? A real thing. More rumors are coming out. This comes from Screen Rant. <laughs> Nintendo Sw- rumor colon Nintendo yeah. Switch revision coming in 2019 with increased storage. What? Yeah. None of this is really new info. Technically no, it's speaking. not. Um, it's just it's someone this- else's mouth saying it. Exactly. So increased storage, improved display, the same things we've been hearing over and over again. I see the reason I want to bring it up though is just that. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And in the video game industry, stuff like this leaks ahead of time, almost always. So what that means is that the factory caught fire, and that's why we haven't seen it yet. Exactly. Because there was smoke and fire at the factory. (laughs) Um, I am very convinced this is going to happen. I have have a good reason for it. I went back, and there's the debate of, is Switch a handheld or a console? I've always said it's a hybrid, but in terms of Nintendo's marketing strategy... And like their development inside um, for games, that kind of stuff, it should really be a handheld and treated. I as a always handheld. argue that it's just a carrying case for SD cards, and you can only carry <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's absolutely funny. Nintendo's like we've released a revolutionary new SD card carrying case. Oh, <laughs> it also plays games, <laughs> but it's really there to transport your micro SD card. Exactly, you can transport the cartridge for Breath of the Wild anywhere you want, even without power. <laughs> it's fragile uh, though, so it's not a protective case. <laughs> yeah, if you drop the switch, the switch will break and so will the SD card inside of it. It's a horrible <laughs> case. I don't even know how that happens, but um, no. So it, the, the point I bring up the, the the handheld is that if they, what are you doing? I left my tissues on the bed and I'm trying to reach them. Oh, it looked like you were like trying to like scoot <laughs> out of the way and out of the conversation. <laughs> Got it. Um. So all right, the reason I bring the handheld is. If they're not making handhelds anymore, where are those handheld engineers going to? Are they working on more Switch hardware? No, they're Probably. all going to a giant pit at the bottom going, of the ocean. <laughs> they're going to a giant pit. 
Yeah, we've redid a I'm new department. I'm on fire today. You are on fire. It's like we have a new department for the uh, 3DS hardware team. It's in the Marine's Trench. You can go down there. Mar- is it Mariana's, Mariana's Trench? Trench. It's Mario's Trench. Trench in Japan. Mario's Trench now. That's for right. Nintendo. Nintendo bought it. They renamed it Mario's Trench. Right. That's also the name of his vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you, you, you're you all over the place tonight. <laughs> oh, so, man. The point is, they're making... <laughs> that hardware team inside Nintendo that made 3DS hardware is making something Switch-related. I'm convinced of that. I think I just don't think it's likely that they would make a, another handheld. I think it's more likely that they would have... Try to make the Switch as cheap as possible yep. and get that price down as low as possible and then just have, like, the new Switch, and that's... 299 and the old switch goes to 149 whatever it's going to be but the reason I, i'm convinced that this is going to happen in 2019 is two reasons one they want to get this out before next gen hardware comes out and that's probably going to be 2020 yep. so 2019 makes sense but also this is the bigger point they've released game or handheld hardware literally every two years since 2001 Ooh. every two years Scoop. like clockwork no it's seriously it's like clockwork even recently 3ds 3DS to 3DS, like new 3DS, that was two years. And then, but there was 2DS in between there to mark the two year mark. And then there was new 2DS XL, another two year mark. So 2017, they released a handheld for 3DS. 2015, they did. 2013, they did. And 2011, when it launched, it did. And then the same trend goes for the DS era and the Game Boy Advance. Did 3DS launch in 2011? I know, right? Jesus, Michael Christ. Yeah. So I just, what it looks like at this point, and the reason that they're drawing out 3DS so long is they know that they're not waiting for the next hardware for handhelds. They're waiting for when the Switch can be as affordable as a 2DS is right now. Yeah, that's the the whole reason they mentioned uh, like a month ago. Like the reason here we're still supporting the 3DS is because it's cheap. Exactly. Kids can get it for cheap. Yep. But then in the next stage of that would be kind of strange. They're saying, hey, we have this handheld system that you can dock in your TV. And we just have a regular handheld if you don't want to dock it in a TV. And it plays different games. And it's like, I don't know, it just would feel kind of weird with the Switch to have that. Yeah. Like, just have a cheaper Switch that's not as powerful. It can play the same games, just not as well. Maybe it doesn't even have Joy-Cons that come out. But I don't want that to happen because it wouldn't be a Switch anymore. I think they can get the Switch down to 149 or 199 And then they might be able to get rid of 3DS. Yeah. At that point. I don't know. But we'll see. So I'm convinced They'll throw happen. it all in the giant pit with They'll all of their all handheld the, the engineers. Pit. Yeah. Engineers um, that are handheld. Just tiny people. that you I just got done watching uh, Downsizing today. What a terrible waste of a really great concept. Oh, is that the Matt Damon movie where like, yeah, he becomes where everyone, small? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like five inches tall. I remember seeing the trailer for it and going... Wow, that would have been great, but I can already tell it's not going to be. It was such a waste. Like, really cool concept, but such a waste. Anyway. Can I share a movie I just saw recently that was, like, crazy incredible? I've never seen... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Because that was fucking amazing. But it's funny. It's just literally, like, the exact opposite movie in every way. It's a Lars von Trier movie, so it's completely different. Uh, I watched The House That Jack Built. Never heard of it. It's so... It's majorly fucked up. Major, it's probably one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. It was scandalous because it had a bunch of walkouts during its uh, showing at Cannes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really did challenge me watching it. I'm pretty good at powering through disturbing stuff in movies. But I'm telling you, it's got one of the best endings to a movie I've maybe ever seen. I was what, really what blown away. What genre of movie is it? 
pretentious art house thriller. (laughs) (laughs) It's about a serial killer named Jack, played by Matt Dillon, who is just crazy psychopath. I mean, when I say serial killer, that does an injustice because he's so vile as a human being. Serial killer is like too light of a term. It's like weird. Um, But the whole movie relies on that and it relies on his, like he, when he talks about, he's a serial killer. When he talks about killing people, it's like talking about paintings and it's really fucked up how he talks about it. But all that's so important for the ending of the movie. The last 15 minutes is really amazing. Mm. To the point where I'm I'm amazed that people who have reviewed it said there's no lesson at the end of the movie. There's a very strong message at the end of the movie that's important, I think, but it's just so fucked up how it gets you there. So, so. starring Matt Dillon and Uma Thurman. Sorry, Uma She's Thermos. in one scene. She's in one um, scene. So, so. I mean, uh, they're, they're like a, they're a B cast. But then only available for rent on iTunes. You can't stream it anywhere. Get out of here. Well, it, you know, it, it's uh, it just came out a few weeks ago. It's like one of those movies that's not going to. Th- it's I think it went to like um, independent theaters, but then they're like letting everybody else see it on demand. This is pretty common for independent movies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's it was really good. When it's but less it is... than seven dollars and it's three dollars with a subscription I already pay for, <laughs> then I'll probably still not watch it. No, I mean, it's not the kind of movie most people would enjoy. I just wanted to call out and say if you like <clears> fucked up, <throat> disturbing movies, or you just like art house movies. It's really good. You should check it out. Anyway, is it A24? Um, if it is, I'll watch it. I'll watch anything uh, A24 makes. No, I don't think it's A24. But it is definitely in that kind of style of an A24 movie. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Um, okay, let's go back to the Switch mini. Switch, Switch it Pro. up, bitches. So, Richie fils got ahead of all this stuff, and he decided to talk about this apparent revision to the Switch. And I'm not going to read what he said. It's basically just denying it <laughs> and saying okay. they don't have any plans, Shut yada, up. yada, yada. But it's not like he would have said anything anyway, so it doesn't matter what he said. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, this next story is interesting. Yeah, this is uh, apparently could be just interesting. A, a what? It could be interesting. We'll see. Could be interesting. Um, yeah, there's a, a photo of uh, a law case or something, whatever this is. Yeah, it's it's a photo from a court filing. A court filing, but basically it just makes reference to the Nintendo eShop, but under a different name, Nintendo yeah. Switch Online Shop, and then specifically calls out in parentheses, formerly Nintendo eShop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's interesting why they would be doing that rebrand. I guess maybe, to, are yeah. they separating themselves from 3DS? And Wii U and that kind of stuff. and I didn't look at it from that perspective, actually. That's a good way of putting it. I was thinking, and I think you're right, actually. I'm going to feel like an idiot for saying this. I was thinking, oh, it's not just going to be digital stuff. That's why it's not the eShop anymore. It's the Nintendo Switch Online shop. They'll have, like, maybe physical merchandise you can get through yeah. there, maybe. But I like your idea more. Like, they're going to distinguish it in some way. Um I don't know. Well, like, specifically, is... this court document says Nintendo Switch Online Shop, formerly Nintendo eShop, or in physical copies on cartridges specifically manufactured for Switch console. So I think it's but Nintendo this is Online specific... Shop represents digital or physical copies on cartridges. No, but what I'm talking about is not like physical copies of games. I'm talking like Amiibos and, you know, if you mm. wanted to get like plush dolls of whatever, like the yeah. little merch that they would have with the Nintendo... Um, um, your My Nintendo account, where you like get the coins and you can get like a bracelet that had Mario on it, like fucking bracelets, there. man. Yeah, know. but I think you're. I think you make a bigger, better point that it's just maybe they're going to rebrand it to distinguish it from 3ds because they're going to kill 3ds finally. Murder. <laughs> but 
that's it for Nintendo. That document was why. on, by the way, December 11th. Yeah. So recently. Titties and beer. Well, let's jump so into Jeff, playtime. Let's talk about what the fuck we played this week. Holden, yeah. I'm going to start. I beat Beat Saber today, or two days ago. Mm-hmm. Or three days ago. Something I don't know. Some days ago, I beat it. In fact, you were on the phone with me as I was yeah. on my last two levels. <laughs> that game is the most fun experience on PlayStation VR. It's so fucking good. What did it win for best VR game? Uh, Astrobot won. That's right. Do you, th- you still feel that same way now that you beat Yeah, I, I do think that's like the most feature complete kind of uh, whole game experience. But mm-hmm. Beat Saber is definitely... You know, like, Rock Band could be super fun, but it's never going to win Game of the Year kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. Uh, yeah. yeah, Beat Saber, I think, is, is an incredible experience. But I, I do think it's kind of shallow. But the mm-hmm. campaign that I just beat, I think, is brilliant. It starts you out... I, we've mentioned how it works. It starts you out with, like, yeah. you're on easy mode, you just finish a song. Then you have to get a certain amount of points. And then you have to do it with moving your hands more than a certain distance. So you have to do it with crazy, wild gestures. Then you have to do it without arrows on the block. So you don't know what way that they're going to, that you have to swipe them. And then you have to do it, by the end of it, it was do it on expert mode without missing a single block. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. And then it was do it on expert mode, move your hands less than this amount of movement. So you had to like keep them like T-Rex arms. It was, it's, what I think it does really well is it works you harder and harder up from easy to expert. Like when Mm -hmm. I was just jumping in and playing songs, I was like, man, experts are really hard. But doing all of these challenges on hard mode made me more comfortable with the movements, made me recognize patterns easier and better. Um, so you got better at the game because they're kind of guiding you a little bit? Exactly, yeah. They guide yeah. you in a really smart way through that campaign mode. Something That's else cool. that I didn't realize would be harder, like when you're playing the free play like party mode and you can kind of pick songs or whatever, there are different modifiers you can put on, and one of them is single saber. So rather than oh, having two sabers, okay. you're just doing it all with one. And they does that make it rework. impossible? Don't sometimes oh you rework it, okay. And they rework the song for one saber. Yeah. Um and I always thought of that like, oh, that's just gonna make it easier because you only have to concentrate on one thing at a time. Oh, I bet not. <laughs> one of the challenges for the last few levels was complete the song on expert with one saber and some other thing. But it's just like, oh my god, you have no idea you have no idea because you have to reach all the way to the left, all the way to the right. Everything's so fast in so many different directions with one hand. And you don't have, like, the other hand to balance it out to give you, like, short breaks. Per mm-hmm. it's, it's, it was, it was tough. It's more of an endurance challenge, basically. Yeah. By the end of it, I was like, man, I feel like a really big pump in my right arm, but my left arm's all, like, dead noodly. I feel like I might be able to, like, lift a house with my right Saber arm. So bad. It's so good. You should fucking just get a PSVR. <laughs> They're one ninety nine right now until Christmas. That's nice. Two fifty if you get the Beat Saber... And uh, what's the other? Oh, Borderlands bundle with the move wands and the camera and all that shit. It's like at this point, um, I'm either going to get an Oculus Quest or I'm going to get just like PlayStation 5 and that VR setup. Like that's my future VR setup. Yeah. I'm not going to get one for a PS4 at this point. It's like, oh, I'll get it and then I'll have it for two years. And then PS5 will come out and I'll want that headset instead. So I'm kind of caught there. But I also... I'd much rather have the wireless with the Oculus Quest. Let's yeah. just see how that goes. We don't know how it's going to go yet. Um, so I'm kind of waiting on that one. I won't buy it. What's that coming really out? April? Experience. Uh, just spring. It's all we really know right gotcha. now. But um, like, I'm willing to spend the extra money for an Oculus Quest just to have the wire free. But I'm, I need to know more. Battery, like what games are going to be there. I mean, so far, Super Hot is there. That's a really good sign. So. Yeah. 
But yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just not going to get hardware for VR at this point. Because I'm more looking forward to, like, what could be in the future from Sony and, and Oculus. So we'll see. You're missing out, man. I know. You're I'm missing, missing out. Well, it's out. like, at work, we're, we, we get to kind of request and say, hey, like, can you put this demo on here? And, like, they'll re- it doesn't guarantee. They're going to reach out to the team, talk about it, see if they can do it. We've been asking for Beat Saber <laughs> for so <laughs> long. For so long. That's but. the thing. When people, if people ever fucking just sit down and swipe lightsabers well stand up and swipe lightsabers yeah that's gonna sell them on it immediately exactly exactly it's it's an awesome awesome game you beat something else this week though what else did i beat this week hollow knight oh yeah i beat hollow knight this week you must have really loved it <laughs> sorry that was oh, yeah, so that long ago exists. that was i beat that what friday or saturday or something like that oh yeah it has been about a week now almost yeah i know cheese and rice uh yes i beat hollow knight it's our one half of our bar for the month. God of War is the other half. That's what you're playing. Yes. I am loving it. We're going to go more in depth with like maybe a little bit of spoiler chat on the first mm-hmm. when we talk about it and game of the year. Mm-hmm. But uh, what a great game. I finished it with 54% game completion. And I thought I was so much further than that. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm, I've literally only done half the things in this game. There is so much. Like I remember... I, I when I beat because when I played when I played the game actually here's the thing I never beat the final boss I like don't want to beat the final boss because it's like did you ever play fight the final boss I did I did yeah okay. so I know what it looks like I know what happens I don't I haven't do you know about the radiance mm, okay so no. maybe not okay so there is different endings to the game but um I just took my time with this game so much just because I wasn't trying to beat it in a month like I just could take my time with it yeah and by the time i get to the end of it i'm like i must have done everything because i searched every corner and every little like nook and cranny of this game i think i found everything and i looked and i had like 85 percent, and i'm like oh pretty close and then someone's like no it actually goes up to 112 percent, and i'm like god <laughs> damn it it's <laughs> like on uh, castlevania when you're like, yep. yeah, I'm getting there. I think I'm like 70%. And it's like, you know there's 200% of this game. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if you found one side quest in particular. Is there a side quest know. that involved the entire map at all? I didn't do many side quests. Okay. It's kind of hard to know if you did a side quest, though, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because it's all just integrated very well. Yeah. But... Well, we'll talk more in depth about it in in first. I'm like dying to know like like what you saw, what you liked, what you didn't like. Oh, yeah. I do have actually one specific question that I do yeah. have to ask you about. Okay, the Abyss Knights, or not the Abyss Knights, the Tower Knights. The one was like it's five knights in one room. Oh yeah, that boss. Tell me about that. Um, so that one, I found a little secret. Yep, where you can kill one of them before you yeah. even start. Yep. So six, I should say, it's, it's, it's six. But yep. You do defeat one, yeah. Um, but with those guys. Uh, it took me probably about 20 minutes to beat them. But with Fuck those guys... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, with, uh, with a lot of bosses towards the end of the game, I found out that if you attack them from above, mm-hmm. it makes it really, really easy. Mm-hmm. So with those, that's what I did. I would attack yep, them from above, and then they're going to start to bounce, and I'd jump yeah. off to the right. But um, Yeah, there was a lot of me sitting in my bed screaming, Fuck! Fuck no, you stupid son of a bitch! And then I restart. Because <laughs> well, the tough of those days too is if you try to re, uh, if you try to um, focus and get your health back, you just can't do it fast enough. Oh yeah, for that one. So I used, I used the the one that lets you heal faster, mm-hmm. uh, the little upgrade, and then the lifeblood one. And mm-hmm. oh, I would just else. start to like stack up any health 
um, health boosting charms. I would just yeah. layer them and just. That's the only way I made it past that boss. He was really hard for me. It was tough. I, I, I hate you so minutes much that you beat it in 20 him. minutes. <laughs> How long did it take you? Oh, I left and came back and tried again and couldn't do it and then went back again and then still couldn't do it. And then <laughs> I think I also got to him way, way earlier than I should have. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a really insanely hard I boss. also had the second to last upgrade for my oh, needle okay. already. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Did you get the, the pure needle yet? The pure no. needle? No, okay. No, I have the spiral one. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's a great game. It's a good game. Do you yeah. is a good game, Chad? What? Hold on. Do you have any more I didn't mention this last time, yeah. but I uh, beat the Spider-Man DLC, the second oh, one. And the you third one it. actually launches tonight in like two hours. And you loved it. It's your favorite game ever. Um, This was the first one where I was like, mm, this, is, this feels like just regular-ass DLC for your average game. Mm-hmm. It continued the storyline a little bit. There was a boss battle at the end that was just kind of lackluster. But it was still more Spider-Man, and I fucking loved playing as Spider-Man. There was another cool suit in there. There are three suits total, but only one of them that I liked. But uh, I'm excited to play the last one of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Sam Raimi Spider-Man suits dropped today as well. We'll talk I'm about that a little bit more. I'm that took so long to happen. Uh, Sony apparently, owns- well, Sony, Sony doesn't owns own- property. Sony doesn't own, like, the rights to everything, and there's so many, like, different arms of Sony Yeah, that apparently within, the like, the last 48 hours is when that all came together, and they finally, all the licensing all kind of came together, and they finally were able to do it, but we'll get to that later. That's stupid nonsense. I agree. But anyway, I'm excited to play that, wrap up that story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so DLC 1. Absolutely, definitely worth playing. DLC 2, get through it so you can get to DLC 3, and we'll see how that one goes. It's going to be worse. We'll see. You don't know that. Fucking Spider-Man rules! I just want to be negative about a game you love, that's all. (laughs) I've decided... uh, So, Daniel Regera... I've learned how to say his name correctly. It's Reggae, and then add Ra on the end. Regera. Regera. He got the Spider-Man bundle over Black Friday. He has Don't a PS4 now? This form. Yeah, he has a PS4 now. Nice. Don't spoil this for him, but I think I'm also, in order to force him to play God of War, because it took you too fucking long to play it, I'm, I think I'm just going to buy it for him for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to get him to play it, and then I've told him that he has to play it, beat it, and then force you to play it. So mm. you're going to learn to love it. I don't think so. But, want to what, though? What, Holden? I did not learn to love God of War. I just love God of War. You didn't have to learn because it was already there. Exactly. It took you fucking long enough. Damn good. Um, Again, we'll talk about the game more in depth on January 1st. I just want to say, just want to say this, Chad, that how is it possible that I could just loathe that franchise so much? Not because it's a bad franchise, just because it's just not my game style. I always thought Kratos was the stupidest character ever, and he's awesome he's such a good character in this yeah feel for him i feel for atreus like it's just i'm really blown away that what is this the fifth major game but the seventh it's the seventh game of the franchise but the fifth ascension change of olympus and ghost of sparta so this is number seven total yeah and it has the best development of the character yet because he has a character exactly yeah his character's not just angry. That's what's guy so that beautiful about this game, and what is what's made it such uh, an achievement. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's the 
this is what reboots like this is the def- this is like a great example of a reboot. This is the best example of a video game reboot. While I can still think not of. abandoning what exactly. came before it. Exactly. It's so well, great. It's so great. I can't fucking wait to talk to you about it. I'll, I'll just say this. I'll, I will say this. This is totally a spoiler for the story. Actually, what I though, this is a big story spoiler. I'm not going to say Don't spoil it. anything right now. We'll talk yeah. more about it. In, There's in just a, this is the spoiler free version of it. There's just a moment I came across where I just I, I got something cool and it was just so badass. I don't know how I can't say anything <laughs> else beyond that. I know that, exactly but, what you're talking about. <laughs> yep. It's so cool. It's so cool. All right. That's like I said, we got to wear right now. It's fucking awesome. Fucking A, man. Um, it's really good. But we'll move on now. We'll move side, on now. Side note. I remember when I was a kid, my dad told me, oh, back when I was a kid, our like phrase that we used to say was fucking A. And I was like, that doesn't even make sense. What does the A stand for? It's like, it doesn't really stand for anything. I was like, what? And then I just said it. And people you say it. You just said it, yeah. I just and said I fucking A. I understood what you meant. I, meant. I knew what you meant. I'm becoming a dad. <laughs> so... We have uh, another console rumor to talk about. <clears throat> Jumping into our quest log for Microsoft. Yes, jumping into the quest log for Microsoft. We have another console to talk about here. And kind of, again, it, this with the Switch. It's just kind of the same rumors we had yeah. before. We have a name to it now. And this yeah. is the Microsoft consoles, of course. They have a code name. We knew there were going to be two consoles. And the code names are Anaconda and Lockhart. Which are and cool my ones. Anaconda don't want none unless you got some. I don't know. I don't listen to that type of music. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, as Sir Mixalot said, there are two versions of this console apparently coming out. Now, given the name Lanaconda, Lanaconda, Anaconda, and Lockhart, uh, the essential difference between the two is going to be very much akin to Xbox One S and Xbox One X. Yep. Whereas Anaconda will be the beefier powerhouse, so many teraflops, and Lockhart will be the hey, this is a streamlined version, plays everything, but not quite as beautifully as Anaconda. It's- Getting com- the lock card's getting compared a lot to the current Xbox One X in terms of what it'll be capable of. In terms of what its specs and teraflops will be. Yeah, and I keep thinking about the lock card now as the iPhone 5C. Like it's it's last generation's Xbox we repackaged it as a new name. Oh, and it's, that's with a stupid how- pink and yellow color on it. <laughs> and you can get a stupid case for it with holes on it. I judge people so hard when they have an iPhone 5C, <laughs> especially in 2018. You know, I had an iPhone 5C for one day because I couldn't get a 5S and I needed to buy a new phone because I didn't have a phone. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad I got a 5S because the 5S was much better. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a waste to just not spend an extra $100 and get the 5S. But in this context, it's a great idea. It's a yep. great idea. Very smart. Totes my goats, man. And with all their backward compatibility shit, they're, they're going to be – they're going to come out super strong in this generation. I'm – the more I think about it, the more I'm actually really nervous for Sony because they either Sony have to be working not... on something up their sleeve that they're going to come out and be like, "Bam! Here's everything you wanted all at once," or they're going to struggle. Yeah, I don't think they're going to struggle, but I think what this is this is my prediction: what's going to happen? Microsoft's really good at software. That's what they're good at. They can make a much better operating system for an Xbox than Sony has ever made for a PlayStation before, and. Microsoft's been getting much, much better at hardware in the past few years. I mean, they have engineers now who are making the Surface books and that kind of stuff. So, like, it's they have more of a hardware focus than they've ever had before. Also, the I, Xbox One X is smaller than the Xbox One S. Yeah, like, they're really killing it in hardware. And they got that hardware. It sounds like they got the hardware, I think. Um, it sounds like they're going to get studios. And it sounds like they have the right focus on gamers. And I'm like... yeah. I think they're going to win the next generation. I think it's like already pretty clear, but like you said, Sony hasn't said anything. 
Yeah, Sony's breathe. been completely silent. So we've yeah. got to got to just speculate about the future. Oh, one thing Phil Spencer did say is that they're working on uh, load times are, and frame rates are a big priority. Yeah. So uh, rumors are they're going to have SSDs in these instead of hard drives for yeah. improved loading and times. By 2020, I don't think a one terabyte SSD will be unreasonable to have. No, I don't think so either. Console. It, the, the, con- the prices on SSDs are already plummeting the past yeah. year. So that'll definitely happen. So That's all we've oh, got yeah. for Microsoft. Yeah, not a lot for Microsoft. Jumping now, into Sony... Not a lot for them either, but no. I thought this is kind of an interesting story. <clears throat> so there was a new tool that came out called My PS4 Life. Yeah, have you have you been able to do this yet? No, I haven't. I've tried, and always every single time I tried, it says fucking broken. Probably because of what the issue they're <laughs> they're having here. Well, it just says we've seen unprecedented demand. Check back later. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, so the whole purpose of this, or not, I don't actually really know what the purpose of the, my PS4 life is, honestly. Maybe you, you haven't seen any of the that. videos? No, I haven't seen any of them. Okay, I just, so here's I, the thing. Yeah, my PS4 life yeah. is a really cool thing that, you know, Facebook has been like 2018 in review. Snapchat has, here's your Snapchat history, and like they make a cool video for it. This is essentially the same thing for your lifetime as a Sony PS4 owner. And they make a short, like, one-minute video saying, hey, here's everything you've done on PlayStation 4. This was the first game you ever played. This is how many trophies. This is how many hours you spent on your top three games. Um, and it's just kind of a cool little look at your digital life on your PS4. But it had a side effect of telling you um, how many... Pl- like, you completed this um, this achievement. And also, so did this many players. And you can take a look at that information and say, cool, I did that. This many players did that. I know on the PS4, there's a way to see how many percentage of players completed that trophy as well. And you can line those up and figure out how many total people played that game. Which Ooh. is something that a lot of developers don't want people to know. <laughs> and when you see look at the list, you can understand why. Yes, yeah, so Holden has uh, taken a look. And there's a, a big list of people that are kind of going through and kind of matching things up, figuring out... Mm-hmm rough player counts for certain games on PlayStation 4, and he's uh, made a little game for our Game on Game show, where we game on this gaming show by the game and the games on the show that we game for. (laughs) Yes, I did. Really quickly, I just want to, I have four considerations about these stats, just to know. One, these are only PS4 games, so if it's a multi-platform game, we're only seeing the PlayStation side of that. People might buy games and then not play them. I do that all the time. And this would only count if you opened up the game to play it and then yep. earned a trophy, right? Do you have to earn a trophy for it to count? Or I guess you'd have to earn a trophy for uh, it to count as well. Maybe. I uh, know. Hey. I guess as long as you open up the game, you do still have the game with 0% trophies at the top of your list. Yeah, okay. You'll have that. Yeah, you're right. So you have to open up the game. For games that are current, like, for example, Blops 4 is, according to this, has one of the worst player accounts for a Call of Duty game. But that's probably because kids have gotten that game for Christmas and haven't opened it yet. Yeah. Not because the game's not selling well. Um, this is not concurrent players. It's not players who are currently playing um, the game. And then some of these games don't have worldwide counts. So, like, a great example of this, Persona 5 has 1.5 million. And that doesn't include Asia. Which so, is the main market for that game. Exactly. So there's just some things to consider when looking at this. But I try to be pretty careful about the games I selected as to not deal with some of that stuff. And with that, here we go. What are the rules? Am I guessing uh, what, what is, what's the game? It depends on the question. Depends on the question. Okay. Every question is a, a little bit different. I mean, not hugely different. So I want you to order from worst-selling to best-selling the Quantic Dream games. Ooh, 
I know the, this because there was a news story that said Detroit Become Human is the best-selling Quantic Dream game. Well, the, we're selling. I should say the player count. Based on the, I said selling player count. Okay. Yeah, based on the player count, not the based sales. The player, the player okay. count. Okay. Okay. Um, worst. Beyond Two Souls. Okay. Second Heavy Rain. No, second Detroit. Top Heavy Rain. Literally all of those are wrong. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Bottom, Detroit. Okay. Second, Heavy Rain. And the most played was Beyond Two Souls. Dang. Oh, I guess because it had Ellen Page in it. People fucking love Ellen Page. Yeah, I had the numbers here. So Heavy Rain, oh, sorry, uh, Be- Detroit Become Human was 2.4 million. Heavy Rain was 3.5 million. And then Beyond Two Souls was 4.3 million. So that's kind of surprising, I thought. Not just yeah. much Detroit, but the Heavy Rain and Beyond for sure. Because Beyond was definitely seen as the inferior of those games. Um, okay, I actually have to look back at the list for this one. But which was the um, for Call of Duty games? Mm-hmm. Which was the most played, and which was the least played? I'm not including Blops Four in this because it's not fair. But here are the games: we have Call of Duty Ghosts, Call of Duty World War Two, Call of Duty Black Ops Three, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. What was the best, best? What was the most played, and what was the least played? Least played ghosts. And what were the other? What were the other options? So it's Ghost, World War Two, Black Ops Three, and Modern Warfare Remastered. World War Two most. So the correct answers are. Techno, so, of the new release games, yes, Call of Duty Ghost was the least played. Technically, Call of Duty Remastered for Modern Warfare Remastered was. The least played. Oh, but if you look gotcha. like yeah. new games, yeah, Call of Duty Ghosts. Most played by a huge margin. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 is 57 million players. The next closest one... Holy butt sex. Yeah. The next closest one is Call of Duty World War 2 with 24 million players. That's a massive oh, jump. Why Cod is Blops that? 4 came out this year. Yeah. Gotcha. I was thinking Cod Blops 4, not Cod Blops 3. Because I was like, oh, that's only been out for a couple weeks. There's no I way that I literally said I'm not million. including Blops 4. <laughs> I know. I was I was looking up Quantic Dream sales numbers. Oh. <laughs> Chad, you're killing me. No, actually, here's what blows me away about that Blops 3, though. Grand Theft Auto 5 has 55 million players. That's crazy. On PS4. On PS4. This but is the same thing yeah. blocks on PS4. I mean, Call of Duty has yeah. a lot of perks on PS4 versus Xbox in this generation. Right. And that and GTA doesn't. That was interesting, though, I thought. Yeah. Um, so this next one. We're just going to go down a list of games here. Um, which one of these have a player count below 1 million? Okay. Okay. So I want to name some. You'll say true or false it is or it isn't. Okay. So let's start with like, an easy one. Super hot. Oh, yeah. Below 1 million. Yeah. 132,000. Mass Effect Andromeda. Ooh, above a million. Yeah, it has 2.2 million, actually. Oh, okay. That's a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Walking Dead, the final season. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) 35,000. That's really sad. Oh, no. That's why they're Was that episode one or episode two? That's the final season, just in general. Okay. Yeah. Um, Battleborn, if you even remember this game. Do you remember Battleborn? Battleborn, yeah, that was a, a hero shooter. Mm-hmm. Way less than a, a million. Over a million. Really? 1.1 million, yeah. Oh, okay. I that came out, that went right up against Overwatch, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, I lost yeah. Overwatch, yeah. 
<clears throat> Tales from the Borderlands. Mm. This one's going to be less than a million, but it should have been so much higher. 2.4 million. Fuck yes! 2.4 million. World of Tanks. Uh, oh, that one's super high. Yeah, 8 million. Crazy yeah. high. Oh, yeah, yeah, and people it's like, love tanks, man. Yeah, it's craziness. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite. Over. Under. 837. I, that blew my mind. What? Maybe I, that was just like an Xbox thing. Yeah, that's what oh, I'm thinking. You know what? That game what? came out on PS3. So what? This is for PSN in general, isn't it? No, this is just PS4. This is my PS4 life. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's fine. It's that still a lot sense. then. Yeah. If it's just PS4 then, that's actually a lot. So, two more questions here. Which game has a higher play count? Deus Ex Mankind Divided God or Doom? Deus Ex. Yeah, it does. 4 million to 3.9 million. What a shame. Yeah. And then, which online game has a higher play count and consider here all the scandals and all that kind of stuff that's been going on fortnite or rocket league higher play count yeah oh yeah rocket league yeah rocket league that one surprised me too no no fortnite but I, think it's on the PSN. I don't feel like it's, it's either pc yeah. where it all started or switch or ios yep where I the think kids you're right. can get yeah. hands on it i think you're right that's that's it um i wanted to go through some other notable ones though um like it's not even a question of which one did better, Fallout 76 or Fallout Shelter. It's a question of by how much <laughs> did you do better. I'm not well, even this is the- Fallout Shelter, hell yeah, people love that game. Yeah, 2 million for Fallout Shelter. What do you think it is for Fallout 76? 100,000. It's like 400,000. Oh That's God. really pathetic. Um, but I just wanted to call out some ones I thought were really surprising to me. Um, one is Destiny 2. Not nearly as big as I thought it would be. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's big. It's not like... It's not, you know, Bioshock Infinite or something like that. Right. It's uh, it's 5 million for 5.9 million. I expected a lot more from Destiny. Yeah. So that was surprising to me. Compare that to Hitman. Hitman has 8.8 million. But wow. that includes the free episode that you got. Oh, okay. With the first one. Um, what was the other ones I thought were notable on here? Uh, no Man's Sky, 3.9 million. That's really surprising to me. Yep. Um, I pointed this one out to Chad before the podcast, too. Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, 15 million. Star Wars Battlefront 2, 6.4 million. Wow, wow. Exactly. So there's some good stuff on there. I think it's worth checking out. Just keep in mind that it's not necessarily indicative of who's act- how many people are actually playing these games. But it yeah. gives you a rough idea to kind of see some of these games next to each other. So that's kind of cool. You know what? What? The Quantic Dream thing makes total sense. Why? It just clicked in my head. Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain were both free with PlayStation Plus. Yeah, but at the same time, though, people still chose Beyond Two Souls before Heavy Rain, even though Heavy Rain's considered the oh, best yeah. of the two. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think seeing Ellen Page on the cover versus an That's origami true, figure, yeah. probably. People like what's familiar. Yeah. And Ellen Page is so familiar because she's in everything nowadays. She, I don't know what she's been in the last couple of years, but she was yeah. in X Men. She was in Juno, Inception, Inception, in Juno back in two thousand seven. That recent classic, yeah. X Men again. One of, the, one of my favorite things about just the marketing for Juno is they said, "Oh, and it has Rain Wilson from The Office in it," because that was like the Office is really big. It oh, literally yeah. just says the Home Skillet line, and that's like it. Like, what's up, Home Skillet? There's a like kind of like trendy line he says, and then he was, that's he was the only guy in the convenience store, right? 
What was that? Yeah, he's, he's a comedian. Again, comedian star. Yeah, that's his only scene. But they said like, and starring Rain Wilson. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, he's not in it. Oh, Dwight. Oh, Dwight. I like, recently, yesterday, yeah, yeah, yesterday, watched the uh, episode of The Office where Michael Scott leaves the show. So when the I show tanked after bawling. that, bawling. I was bawling at work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that show was really good. And I will say, even though Michael Scott left, it got bad. The finale was excellent. Well, finale was great. And Very even it didn't show. get too it didn't get bad right away. It no, drifted it didn't. down. Well, they kind of played around with the well, Michael's not here. Who's the new crazy boss? So they kind of played that for a while. That was fun. And then as soon as they yeah. couldn't do that anymore, and it just became the office again. Yeah. Then once once Andy became the boss and then just left on a boat and wasn't there forever, and it's like mm, Oh my god, okay. I forgot about that. That's yeah. like that's basically what happened there. The story is probably that the actor didn't want to do the show anymore, so they had to do <laughs> something to get him off the show. Well, what I'd love is if that ever happened, and then rather than doing like he went on a boat and went somewhere, they just like brutally murder him in some way. <laughs> just like totally out of character for the show. Like they just had this grisly scene, and he then the next episode was just like back to normal. <laughs> like imagine if an episode of The Office just turned into like too many cooks and like, they're all just getting killed in the background. Like. I didn't ever make it that far in Too Many Cooks. Oh, you didn't? What? No. Oh, that's right. You I don't want things online that are more than 30 seconds. Well, uh, three minutes is the cap. But oh, also, okay. I just got like a minute and a half into that. And I was like, this is such a waste of my life. Oh, it was so funny. You know, so what ends up happening is the weird guy in the background, he just starts to murder everybody in the, in the show. And then they keep adding additional characters. And it just turns out to be a 10-minute title sequence for the show and then it starts and it's just like 50 people in the living room being like what are we doing here and then the credits roll because like, they didn't have enough time to the episode because they had no idea so that's what the joke was i'm that glad was i didn't watch it though that was the joke yeah but what was so brilliant about that is that they just aired it at four o'clock in the morning and told nobody about it it wasn't even supposed to be on their guide like it just they just it was like infomercial was supposed to be in that slot, according to the TV guide, and they just started playing too many cooks. <laughs> All right, I think it's really funny. I That's see your Adult Swim. Adult Swim's funny. I don't watch them, but I respect their sense of humor and things. Holden, let's jump into some fetch quests and talk about things that only deserve a sentence or two. Fetch quest. Woo! Mm-hmm. Uh, virtual reality headset with six cameras been patented by LG. What the fuck are you using all those cameras for? Spying on me? But also that, uh, why does anyone else want to get into the VR headset industry? It's like not lifting off <laughs> at all yet. Like, why do it right now? First of all, fucking what a year for PSVR and all the amazing games that came out for it. Second yes, of all, but sales, gaming is probably not LG's focus. No, it's probably not, no. But it's interesting, nonetheless. Yep. Um, Razer reveals the sneak peek at its first mouse and keyboard for Xbox One, so that is like officially happening. And Razer It's like makes $250. Yeah, they make really, really good keyboards. They have also, one right next to my station at, at the Best Buy, and yeah. holy crap, is that a nice keyboard. I would never buy one, but it's nice. It has lights and shit that like light up keys in the mouse. I've never been one who enjoys light up controllers I and things like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the the, the the mechanical keyboard itself just feels really good. Is what I'm referring to. I don't yes. like the lights and all that kind of shit either. It just yeah. it's just annoying. I like the backlight on a keyboard if it's just there to light up the keyboard so I can see it. Sure, but, but I don't need like you know I don't need to look like I'm on a psychedelic trip when I'm looking. Yeah, at the have you ever been like playing a game in the dark with one of those Mad Cats controllers that your mom bought you because she was too cheap to buy you the actual <laughs> controller, and it's lighting up and it's just like blinding you in the face. Yeah. 
Just or like, actually, I'll, here's an example. Uh, the PS4 controller. I can't stand it when I'm playing in a dark room and I can just see the color of the light in the TV reflection. Ugh. Dude, dim Gross. it. Dim that bar. I, I got my bar it. all the way down to the bottom. I do, and it's still. I can still see it. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate sold 3 million units in 11 days, which they're saying makes it the best-selling Switch game yet. I believe that's 3 million units in the U.S. Okay. Not worldwide, which makes it the best-selling Switch game cool. in the U.S. That came from a larger article cool. uh, with a lot of sales information for Switch. Thank you for investigating that. It's been a long week, yes. so I did not look into that one. And actually, more – I don't think we actually have it on this list here. But that came from a larger article about how the Switch is the fastest selling of the current generation consoles over the first 20 months in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best qualifier porn ever. I love that. Yep. Uh, so that's interesting to know that in the first 20 months of its lifespan, it I just want them PS4 to add in like, the end of one of those. Like, it's the best selling Nintendo Switch console this generation in the past three months that's also owned by Bethany down the street. <laughs> <laughs> For birds. <laughs> For birds, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's interesting, but yeah. I, that's, I just briefly want to talk about how that, the brilliance of their strategy and what kind of got them there. We, we, I think we've mentioned this before. They get the, the launch in March to sell a bunch of shit mm-hmm. and then they also get holiday to sell another bunch of shit mm-hmm. and then they get the next holiday to sell a bunch of shit. So it's like an extra sell a bunch of shit. Yeah. Where PS4 and Xbox One just get the holidays twice. And you bet your ass, either an Xbox or a PlayStation is coming out, or both is coming out in a March, not uh-huh. in November. March 2020, I tell you I what. I would tell bet you what, my Donnie life Bobby. on it. There's just no way those consoles Dude, are coming out in November. Dude, you have to kill yourself. I, maybe that's why they're saying 2021 and not 2020, because they just want to launch it in March and not in November. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so, Masahiro, is that, yeah, Masahiro Sakurai. Hold on, you um, skipped the Metro one. Oh, I did. You're right. Sorry. Um, yeah, Metro Exodus goes gold, and the release date moves up, and I totally forgot to watch the trailer for this. Crap. I didn't watch the trailer either, but it's now coming out on February 14th instead of the 22nd. Really good idea. Really bad idea. Why? Because everything moved away from the 22nd, and now the 14th is now the most crowded gaming date of all time. <laughs> like, 2019 release dates? Hold on. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. February... Game releases. Because everything got the fuck out of the 22nd because it used to be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. But now, it's insane. Here we go. So coming out on February 15th, Crackdown 3, Dead or Alive 6, Far Cry New Dawn, Jump Force, Metro Exodus. And now the only thing coming out on the 22nd is Anthem. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, honestly, it was... I kind of feel like it was going to drown anyway. Yeah. Um, and I like that franchise a lot. Um, I don't know why you're excited for the game, though. I'll be honest. I don't know why you're excited for it. You know what? I was going through... Foreshadowing for later in the podcast. I was going through that GG app, and I was marking it. I saw Metro Exodus, and I was like... I'm not going to put that on any list, because I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, like, I was... When you were like, Maybe oh, I'll watch I can't the trailer wait. and, like, but... Which is funny because you're like, oh, I can't wait for it. And you're like, you played Metro 2033 and you're like, this is stupid. This is a horrible game. <laughs> I just can't wait to play the, the next but one. But maybe it'll be like God of War was for you. No, I don't get that vibe. Where the new <laughs> they're, one they're is going to be amazing. radically new with this one. Xbox One total lifetime sales passes 40 million units shipped. We skipped one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did we? Yeah, you skipped one oh, and I skipped right. one. Well, I'm going to say the rest one. of this one. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, they've officially caught up to almost half of PlayStation 4 this generation. But as we've discussed several times, they're playing for next gen anyway. They're, yeah. They've not given up, but they are prepping themselves for next gen instead. Yeah. But I want though, 40 million is still really good. Yeah, that's a shit ton of units. Remember when we thought gaming was dead? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> not gaming but game consoles i know i know you're right yeah, i remember that it was so funny oh god that was so stupid it's like no the consoles have been out for seven Can... years that's why it's happening not okay, because people don't on. care about consoles other anymore. side note yeah this is the first npd reported this month this is the first year ever yeah that all three consoles mm-hmm. have sold over a million units in one month really? this is the, the first time ever so november of this year first time ever all three consoles sold over a million units do you remember before Nintendo Switch launched when we were having the conversation like, what if Xbox buys Nintendo? <laughs> or what if Nintendo exits a console race and they just license their property to other units? And now everything's fucking succeeding. Yep. I fucking love it. The video game industry is seriously, it's it's seriously one of the best industries right now. It is doing so well. It's laughable that a few years ago people were saying, I don't think they're going to make it. It's like Netflix. Remember when Netflix was supposed to tank? <laughs> yep. They'll never make it. Netflix is done. Ha. Remember when they were going to spin <laughs> off, like they were going to separate streaming and DVDs and people yep. went crazy like, no! no. I don't want to <laughs> stream my Netflix. <laughs> now it's like the opposite. Oh, man. Does anyone get DVDs anymore that like, you it know, has... It still exists. I know, it but like exists. anyone who gets DVDs now must have gray hair. There's just no way that Oh, anyone... absolutely. Or, or hit movie buffs who like, it's on Netflix streaming, so they, they want to get the Blu-ray of it and that kind of stuff. People no. like you who like Blu-ray over digital. Okay, first of all, 4K Blu-ray, there's no replacement. OLED TV, fucking use it like it's meant to be used. Ugh, whatever. I want to know what Mashahiro blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let's Mashahiro. finally fucking talk about this. I messed it up. Mashahiro Shak- uh, Sak- God damn it. Mashahiro Sakurai. Sakurai. Um, explain what the Smash logo represents. This isn't important. I just thought this was kind of cool. It's just so simple. It's so simple. So I'm sure everyone overthought it. It's the the cross in the logo is just the the crossing point of all these franchises, and then the four quadrants is just the four quadrants is the this multiplayer four player multiplayer. That's it. Yep. And some of those segments are bigger than other segments, which also equates to how some players just really suck at Smash Bros, and some no. players are better. It's to represent how it's for young people and old fat people alike. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> so I can play it too because I'm old and it's, fat? It's for dwarves and, I'm sorry, little people. It's for young people. It's for big fat people. It's for young fat people. Anyone of any shape or size or quadrant wow. size. So it's for everybody. Do you yeah. know what's not for everybody anymore? Um, thumbtacks. No, the SNES and NES classics starting next Ooh, year. Not going to be for now. anybody. Get yours now. I actually think I might buy one and like hold on to for ten years. <laughs> yeah, do it. I have both of them. Yeah, separately. Like, you mean like uh, not? I run it poorly. Do you have like an extra one to sell off later? Is what I'm asking. Oh no 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 no! I just I have them for fun. Yeah. And the last thing here is the Dreams beta actually was announced. Oh my god! Starting. Yesterday, today, yeah, the 19th. Well, yeah, yesterday. Only if you were like subscribing to their newsletter or something like that, right? Yeah. So they they did a short stream on their site and they are announcing a beta that you can get your hands on the creator tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get access to any of the single player content. It's just the creator tools and how they work, and they're getting feedback on that. Um, you have to fill out an NDA. 
you are a confidentiality agreement, so you can't post any of your experience or screenshots or anything like that. It's pretty typical for a beta, even a public one. Right. Uh, It'll get out there anyway. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you can only you only get the invitation if you're a part of their newsletter, but then I, later in January you can do that. Most people don't not listen to it. They just don't care and don't even read the terms. They just go, cool, right. I get early access to this game. I'm going to share it with everybody. Right. I'll, I'll break all these scoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty disgusted by our third-party indie news as well. <laughs> Some gross stuff in there. Good transition. Ooh, I know, right? Ooh, speaking of disgusting, starting with in-game ads in Street Fighter Five. Speaking of disgusting, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, um, uh, Yoshinaro Ono, who's the creator of Street Fighter, basically, he didn't defend it. He just kind of, st- he defended it. But he just said, it's, it's, it implied it's here to stay. That they're going to have in-game advertisements, or what they call sponsored content, in Street Fighter Five to stay. Um, how it works is that on loading screens or on the characters, when you're playing online, you might see an advertisement for either extra content in the game, I believe. Right now it's advertising the, the Capcom Cup. That's so right. It's, it's like yeah. in-game stuff, like local yeah. things, but not yeah. Doritos or something not Doritos. like that. I'm sure it could extend to Doritos. Right. Um, I'm sure they probably will do that kind of thing if they're opening the store already. And I have a really big problem with this. One, you can turn it off if you want to, but it's on by default. And you do get extra, like, fight money for every match that you... We have a citation that. about that. Was that? Do you have a citation a about citation that? A citation about that. Yeah, go for it. I was listening to the Kind of Funny Games Daily show for today. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a person who wrote in... Uh, no one on that show actually plays the game. But a person who yeah. wrote in is like, hey, I actually do play this game. And here's why this is a problem. Because the fight money you get... If you if you leave an ad on the loading screen, that gets you four dollars in fight money. Mm-hmm. To unlock a character, it costs like a hundred thousand in fight oh, money. So to unlock nothing. a stage is like seventy thousand. So yeah, four for playing a match with the character with the logos all over them or having a load screen I mean, is like minuscule. Fract- it's like fractions of a penny. Is the basic right. So the leaving game. it on is is essentially worthless to you. So that extra money, the the whole big thing about his letter, I definitely recommend you guys go, if you're interested in this, go listen to at least just that segment from Kind of Funny Games Daily, is basically the in-game advertising is not the problem. The broken economy and the way that it's contributing to it is the issue. So that's an insight that I was not considering, and I actually do think it's a problem for the game as well. Just from um, people who don't know, I'm going back to school, I'm studying computer science, and my concern with this is that I don't. Yeah, I don't play fighting games. I don't play Street Fighter. So this is. I don't have a horse in this race. But when you're putting an advertisement like that on the loading screen, when you're putting something on the character, you know, like that, um, depending on how it's implemented, that could be an extra process that you're having to run. And when you're doing a fighting game, resources are very precious to keep that frame rate and everything running as smoothly as possible. I mean, games have to be made much more efficiently than traditional software on your phone or like an app or something like that because it has to keep a really stable frame rate to be enjoyable as a game, especially fighting games. So my concern is that if they're putting these kinds of advertisements in the game, in online especially, where it's even more important to be resource efficient, how does that impact the gameplay experience? Does it, like, and going forward as well, as they put more advertisements in there, hopefully they don't. But like, I, I was thinking about content blockers remember when apple released content blockers in safari and i immediately put it on my phone because i'm like wow it's really bold and brilliant of them to do that 
um, for Apple to do that. And my loading times for websites were so much faster. I would literally time it, and like the Verge would take um, on LTE at the time. I was in the kind of I had bad reception, but it's like eleven seconds to go to the Verge because of the advertisements on that site. As soon as it did content blocking, two seconds. I just I have a concern that like something like this, maybe not right now, maybe not the implementation they're doing right now, but yeah. this idea could really hurt how the game actually runs and performs. And that's kind of concerning. I think that's a potential. It's yeah. a potential. It's not right the way now. That it's it's doing a potential. Right now, it's just like a JPEG on a billboard in the background or yeah. a character skin. And that's so a JPEG image that would have been there anywhere anyway, it just would have been something else instead. My concern right. though is if it starts to become like a a ad like you see on a website where it's animated and moving around and it's connecting to an advertising server somewhere. That's the stuff that I'm worried about because that right. would dramatically impact the resources on that um, computer, unless that's where streaming comes in and streaming can circumvent a lot of that stuff. But we'll see. I think that's I just something concerned. that if the if it ever started to go that direction at all, especially something as big in the competitive scene as Street Fighter Gamers Five, would freak. Exactly, they'd freak out and they'd redact it in a second. Yeah, but it's just shocking to me that like that's really I, I agree with you. That's really obviously like something that would happen. I think companies are going to push as much on that line as they can until oh, yeah. players it's gonna say, "Yeah, someone somewhere is going to implement it in a bad way." People are going to freak out and they're going to learn their lesson. Yep, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Let's move on. Moving on to Borderlands VR. Oh, man, Review we really do have a lot of really gross stories, actually, I know. <laughs> this time. Another, uh, so previously this year, IGN had the big debacle with the plagiarized review. Oh, God. And now we get Poor one. Uh, yeah, for Borderlands VR, you gave him a 3 out of 10, citing poor movement with no way to change anything about the... Um, the way that the game controls, when in fact there are a ton of different controls if you just fucking look at the menu. I know. Oh my there god. There are it's... so many different ways you can jump, you can move faster, you can... Sp- like, it's embarrassing. Of, it's embarrassing. It's, yeah. It's some of the guys, the guy who reviewed it, some of his complaints were like, it moves so slow, it's a slog to get through, like, well, you can choose a faster walk speed. Uh, there's no way to jump. Nope, there's definitely the one that says walk and jump in it. <laughs> um, so, like, all of these things, he, he dinged that game, gave it a 3 you out of 10. You've been playing the game, too, right? I played it for about a half an hour. Okay. In his defense, all of those options are there, but they're not labeled really well. Okay. And they're not, like, in, like, in a lot of VR games, to turn on the smooth turning, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's called smooth, is the name of the setting. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one is called smooth something, is turning in 45 degree increments and gradual is the name of the one so like it's not obvious right away that oh that's what's going to okay. do it and but if you're reviewing a game you should be like hey like a lot of these yeah. reviewers will contact the developers and say like hey i'm having this issue with the game is am i missing something here what's going on like they have channels within these development studios for that kind of communication and anyone at ign should know that right so I'm, and, and i don't this is not a comment on ign it's a comment on this specific yeah reviewer um, so yeah, to play Devil's Advocate, it wasn't immediately obvious. In fact, there's even a con- like command in there where I played with both the move controllers as mm-hmm. well as a dual shock to kind of get the difference between the two, and I couldn't move backwards while using the move controllers. 
Ew. Which means when an enemy jumps on or like gets to you, yeah. I'm like shooting down at my feet to try to shoot him. I can't back away from him and keep shooting. Mm-hmm. And I, I went into the menu. I didn't see anywhere I could move backwards, but I definitely saw if I have a dual shock in my hand, I can just literally move the thumbstick backwards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that sucks that you can't do that with the move controller. You're just holding the button to move forward. Uh, I even tweeted the developers. I was like, hey guys, am I missing something? I can't move f- backwards while using the move controllers. It just seems I can move forward. I can turn and run away and then turn back around and shoot, but that's. Mm-hmm. obnoxious turns out maybe it said it somewhere where it was introducing me to the mechanic but it doesn't say it on the control screen you're holding a button to move forward if you tilt the controls if you tilt the move controller backwards like towards you that will move you backwards if you tilt it left it'll move you left so it's in there oh, okay but i just didn't find it in my five minutes of looking so in mm-hmm. in his defense the 30 minutes that i spent with it as a casual gamer who's interested in it couldn't find it immediately. Yeah. But as someone who's reviewing the game for a major website that's Metacritic <laughs> rated, like that's probably something that's important to look for. Yeah. I'd also want to know too, and this does focus more on, on IGN as an entity as opposed to that reviewer. Um, how much trust is there with the editing team on saying, hey, we read this review. Did you check the settings? Did you go in here to look into that? Like what did that process – I'm not – Trying to play any blame. Right. I'm just asking, like, what does that process look like? How does that work at IGN? But, I mean, there was also something, uh, a discussion. Actually, I think this was kind of funny, Games Daily as well. Because it's happened twice um, this year now. Yeah, yeah. Where, I think it was Andrea Renee was saying, a 3 out of 10 is an unusual score. Mm-hmm. We understand there's a lot of things getting reviewed all the time, and you can't go and read and check every single one of them it as an editor in chief. It should have caught the attention. But a 3 out of 10 yeah. from a publisher like 2K. Should mm-hmm. flag your attention and say, "Hey, maybe I'll look into this a little bit and see why this is getting a three out of ten, and yeah. figure this out." Like mm-hmm. that should have caught somebody's attention, and they should have looked into it and be like, "Dude, you're a fucking idiot! All of these things are here." What's interesting yeah. as well is that there was a paid partnership with Borderlands VR on IGN where they had an entire video detailing the control scheme of the game. <laughs> okay. <For laughs> but those first, are two completely separate departments of the company. They are, but that video... that Yeah, I was going to say, it's a different department, but that video is different. That's... Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I'm sure the editor-in-chief or whoever's looking like, like would know that information and I'm, I'm just surprised it got past him. Not even that. I'm reviewing this game. What are other people in the office saying about this game? Oh, someone's making a video about the control methods that I'm having a problem <laughs> with in this game. Yeah. Why don't I go talk to them? <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know. Did they fire this reviewer? I don't think they did. No. Uh, my understanding, this guy was a freelancer. Okay. So might not even been in the he, building. Yeah, he's just not going to get work with them again, ever. <laughs> Probably not. Or, honestly, this might have ruined him. That's and not as bad as plagiarism, but yeah. No, this is... no. Philip Mewson's done. Yeah, for good. This guy is just gonna have to disappear for a little while and come back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just it's really not looking. That's not a good look for IGN. I don't. I don't want to say this is a comment on IGN. Um. As a whole. Um. Every other thing they've done outside those two reviews has been very legitimate. So like, it's definitely right. not worth like taking down IGN or thinking worse of them. I'm still gonna go to IGN's website. I think we're still gonna use IGN stories here. Um. But it definitely is like. A little concerning on the review side, at least, because it's two times in a very short period of time. Um, with that yep. said, they did release a new review already today, actually about a half hour oh, before did. we started recording. Yeah, and they gave it a six point eight, so they adjusted it. Um, it's okay, is what they say. Gotcha. But yeah, it was like three out of ten compared to like nine out of ten and ten out of tens at some venues. It was like a little strange, a little strange. Yep. But what's not strange? 
What's not strange? It's strange that we've had some bad stories we talked about, but we have a good story to talk about, and that's not strange, it's good, and we should welcome that, and we should welcome how awesome the story is. I have a little tangent I want to go on with the story. So Discord has a game store, and they are basically, I'm assuming, been inspired by Epic uh, Epic Game Store's revenue split, the 88-12 revenue split, Mm -hmm. and Discord said, hey, we're going to do 90-10, and they're going to start doing that next year. And this is just awesome. This is the best example of capitalism ever. <laughs> it's so good. Yep. It's so good. Um, I, I want to read the quote from CEO Jason um, Citron. Is it Citron? Citron? Probably Citron. Citron? Citron? No, Citron. Citron. I don't know. I'm just going to CIT Ron Weasley. No. Yeah, there we go. Jason CIT Ron. So he says, turns out it does not cost 30% to distribute games in 2018. <laughs> After doing some research, we discovered that we can build amazing developer tools, run them, and give developers the majority of the revenue share. I think it's funny he came to that conclusion, but I think that wording is very poor. <laughs> like, <laughs> turns out it doesn't cost that much. Turns out it doesn't cost that much. We just realized that we've been charging an extra 20% and we didn't have to. <laughs> um, Discord doesn't yet have a store up and running, or they do? I think they do. Do but the revenue splits happening in ninety ten. Is, is, is revenue happening in twenty nineteen? That new revenue split. Oh, starting no, they just launched their store this year, right? They did. Yeah, it's brand. Yeah, new. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's why. I'm, yep. Okay. Yeah, um, and that's the one where it, like has a curated selection of games and mm-hmm. it's yeah. gonna have. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But um, here, I just want to go on the side of tangent for a second. Go. I'm into politics. It's not gonna be a super political thing. But oh god, here we go. <laughs> The video game industry gets lambasted by politicians all the time for arbitrary, stupid things. When in actuality, especially conservatives and Republicans, who I think frame video games in a worse light than Democrats do, should really realize that the values that conservatives have that conservatives have is almost exactly how the video game industry behaves. Self-regulation. We do that really really well and this is ESRB yep (laughs) ESRB and this is another example right here of free market working in the favor of consumers and for the industry in a positive way through self-regulation and not through a government entity coming in there and saying hey that 70-30 split's a little ridiculous do you want to maybe change that to make it a little more like none of that stuff no they just did it on their own because the game industry is one of the best communities on the planet for this kind of stuff, and it just never gets the credit it deserves. This is a great example of how the game industry is exactly what politicians should be looking for, but instead they point out about how they're violent and how that's causing children to apparently kill each other and stuff. I don't know. It's just it's stupid. It's a stupid. This is a great story, and this is the kind of stuff that should be highlighted in our industry. This is awesome. I'm just very happy about this that's all not, not very political i just wanted to throw it out there you said the word conservative a lot and i'm offended <laughs> i'm not saying that as a conservative i'm just saying conservatives tend to shit on the gaming industry a lot more and their <laughs> principles are aligned it. in a lot of ways anyway our last uh third party indie quest on our quest log is <laughs> sorry i just saw what you named our main quest and i was like i have no idea <laughs> Uh, is Amy Hennig will receive a Lifetime Achievement Award at GDC 2019. Um, this is Amy Hennig, who is responsible for direction on the first three Uncharted games, who was just... who left EA after her studio got shut down and her Star Wars game got canned, and who is now currently pursuing other things. Uh, I am very happy to see this happen. 
I am Uncharted, too. I think, and Naughty Dog have led us into kind of a, a golden age for video games and narratives in video games. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's amazing. I just don't think the story, like Last of Us' story and the way that was told, clearly inspired some of the great stories seen last generation, like Breath of the Wild or Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, those games are exactly the same. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. All of those games known for their story. Breath exactly. of the Wild, Mario Odyssey. Exactly. Exactly. Picross. Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Great story, Mario Kart. Yep. yep. And especially Dr. Mario Dr. Mario. Yep, <laughs> Dr. Mario. Speaking of Dr. Mario, did you know there's a secret hidden story cutscene in Dr. Mario? I didn't know. I heard it's like Dr. secret. Mario before. But on the new version of the game that was just released on the Nintendo Online NES Classic streaming goddamn shit, stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Dr. Mario SP, which starts you on the level right before that secret cutscene, so you can see it. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. very, very cool. Um, very happy for Amy, uh, Amy Hennig. I do keep thinking back to Arrested Development when maybe Fumke got her Lifetime Achievement Award, and the reason was because the industry was trying to push her out and they didn't want her to make <laughs> anything anymore, and I'm like, oh no, Amy, don't have that happen to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't want that yeah. happen to you. By the time she launches a game, it'll be probably like 10 years since the last game she launched. Yeah. Yeah, she needs a new game. She needs a new game soon. Yeah. Um, ready to go for the main quest that we don't know the name of the app? Let's jump into our main quest. I looked so, at that. Is it GG? I, I think it's think a GG. And then it has that little line. That's, yeah, that's not an, it's not an L, it's not an I, it's not a 1. No. It's it's the the line that like... But it's like a good thing. There's no name of the app anywhere in this app. What's going on, Chad? What are we talking about? Okay, so this is an app that I uh, stumbled across last week on Twitter um, and I think it's a really cool app. It's for not only like kind of cataloging, cataloging the games that you've beat, played, and things like that, but it's also like a social app. So you can follow people on there. You can see what they're playing. You can see what they've beaten, see what they've abandoned or given up on. Um, and it has a really kind of cool interface. It has some some work to do, but I I really like the idea of it. And I've gone all in, and I've gone through my entire game collection and sorted all of my different games on this. As I learned I. a little bit about myself. I learned <laughs> that I've beaten at least 223 games in my mm-hmm. life, which is double what Holden beat. This is true. The, you also play games a called, lot. To be fair, though, you played games a lot more as a kid. I only played like a handful of games as a kid. So all those most of those games is actually really from adulthood. Well, your mom. I'm just, just saying. I'm just saying. But the, the app is called GG, I think. <laughs> On Twitter, it's, it's such a bad. On name. Twitter, it's at the GG app. So go check them out. What Apparently, I think it's a really for? small. I don't know what it stands for. Like game, what? I, don't I, know. I tweeted them and said, "Hey, is there a way that we can suggest games to be at?" Because I couldn't find a Super Hypercube in there, and uh, he responded pretty quick. So I'm sure we can tweet him and be like, "What the fuck is your app called?" But it's GG, and then it has a little line next to it. Anyway, I think it's a really cool app. I would love if our community also jumped in it, and because I, I would love to see kind of what everyone's playing, mm-hmm. they can keep up with what we're playing and things like that on it too, and see our list for like I have lists already for the best PSVR games. If you're ever interested in like, hey, I just got a PR, PSVR for Christmas, what should I buy? Boom, I have eight games already on there for you. I've got my most anticipated games, future barf games, games I think are just suddenly gorgeous, best soundtracks, all that kind of stuff. But. Holden in particular was looking at my shit and he's like, oh man, oh, I like you, I like you. And he had some uh, things he wanted to discuss about our lists. Yeah, I just kind of want to go through just like our list together here. Just be like games like, I can't believe you haven't played that. Or, oh my god, why did you stop playing that game? Or why haven't you continued it? Like that kind of thing. So I'm going to go to your list. You're going to go to yeah. mine. I think I'd what's s- important to know, let's, uh, you can mark a game 
as one of six things. Oh, yeah. You should mention this. Want to play, which means either I own this game or I don't own it, but I want to play it. Playing, which is you're currently working on it. Beaten, which is you've beaten the main quest. Completed, which means basically platinum or 100%. Shelved, which means I've played a little bit of it. I'm going to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Or abandoned, where I played some of it, but I'm never coming back. I have so many shelved games, it's not even funny. Really? I have uh, maybe like 20. I Maybe I have. Maybe 15. Somewhere. Let me see. I'm a little, I'm a little uh, torn on whether or not I like abandoned, because it, it seems so negative. Yeah. But there are games on there like Flower, where I'm like, man, I really enjoyed my time with Flower. I only got about halfway through it, but... I just it's not something or wipe out twenty eight forty eight where I didn't I, beat it but do what I started to do in that case though I started to say one of what if I got my enjoyment out of it I liked the game I'm just gonna count that as beaten like I played oh, it I so really you lying whore I played only a handful of games. That many games but no, I'll give you an example like um you like Mario Kart did you beat Mario Kart or did you just play a lot of it until you're done enjoying it you know what I mean sure. Something like that or like overcooks kind of the same way like yeah there's a, a levels you're progressing all that kind of stuff but it's really more about. I was the much time with more strict friends. with it. Well, if I did yeah. not actually finish the main quest, it was not marked as beaten. If the game has a main quest, or like Mario Kart is like, did you finish all the cups? If a game has a main quest, you had to beat it for it to be beaten. No. I would count that. But like games where it's a little bit more loose, it's a little bit more multiplayer. I'd be like, so yeah, you cannot I count Hollow Knight as beaten. Yeah, technically, I did put it as beaten, but because you're yeah. a liar. <laughs> um, no, because I am going to beat it, and I'm technically still playing it. And also, I got my enjoyment out of that game. I made it to the final boss. I'm there. I can but you haven't seen how I he. You haven't. Se- I'm not going to spoil. I know what happens. Like, okay, my brother beat it. He told me what happens. Uh, that's why I was asking about the radiance and all that kind of stuff because I know things you don't know about Hollow Knight. Booyah! Yeah, um, well, your mom. So boom. So I want to uh, go both abandoned Zenonia. <laughs> do you want to start with abandoned? Where do you want to go? Let's start with abandoned. I want to talk about abandoned. I definitely want to talk about want to play as well. Yeah, yeah. And then have you made lists? Oh yeah, you made favorite games and most anticipated. Let's save those for like a not a fluff episode, but an episode where we don't have anything else to talk about. We can talk about like favorite games. Okay, so like here I'm looking at. Um, all right, here's a great example of like you have one and you're abandoned. Super Smash Bros. for Nintendo 3DS. Did you abandon hmm. it or were you just kind of done playing it? Oh, I only played that for like a good three, four hours. Okay, that's cool. That's fair. But yeah, I would say I abandoned that. Of course, listen, you have a lot of abandoned games. I do. It's because I couldn't. Uh, you're a heartbreaker, Chad. You're a heartbreaker. I, that's why I was so torn. I was so <laughs> torn. Um, so far, none of these on here are like super. Actually, whoa, Super Mario Sunshine. Why'd you abandon Super Mario Sunshine? I never had a GameCube. Oh, you just kind of hit at a friend's house then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's something that's interesting on yours. You've shelved Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, but you've abandoned Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, that must have been a mistake. I Which one is it? I abandoned it. God damn it! <laughs> You're going to see the light one day. You're going to see the light. <laughs> Actually, so, someone at work was really laying into me that I hadn't finished the game or that I didn't like it. Really was kind of upset with me. Um, I was uh, yeah. one thing that like oh, the so first many time Sonic games that you just <laughs> they were all on Game Gear as a kid I I was terrible first of all the Sonic games suck but second of all I was always terrible at games and I never got past like the first or second level of most of the Sonic games except for Sonic CD but I beat that as an adult mm-hmm. the first thing I saw on your abandoned list that like actually it's the very first thing I saw from you total on this app kind of hurt me a little bit 
was that you abandoned everybody's gone to the rapture and it's like one of my favorite experiences on playstation <laughs> i just i don't like walking simulators that much but i think de-rester i kept as like a shelved i'll i'll finish gotcha. that game um I, i'm gonna again with with uh battle stars um battle, blah all stars battle royale playstation all stars battle royale yeah did you abandon it or did you like just you were good with it you're not playing it I didn't get all of the like unlocks and things like that on it, so I didn't count that as okay. Finished. Yeah, honestly, looking at your list here for abandoned uh, games, there's not too much that's surprising. I mean, apart from like Mario Tennis Aces, how could you abandon that game? I don't get it. Um, okay, Super Mario Bros. Three is on your abandoned list. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you serious? Yeah. You're never gonna get to the end of that game. Probably not. No. What a lot of people consider the best Super Mario, the best Mario game of all time. Yeah, I'm probably I'm done with it. I'm not gonna go back to it. Yeah. Oh my god! You can <laughs> literally get a whistle in the first world and go straight to level eight and beat the boss. That's that's nice. I'm not. Gonna that go game back will take you it. 20 minutes to beat. I'm okay. I'm, I, I oh think I god. abandoned Super Mario Land too, and that one is 50 minutes to complete in, entirely in general. Oh my god. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Wait a minute, I thought you beat Firewatch. No, I didn't. You were the one that told me to play Firewatch. I did, and then I just kind of stopped playing it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of those. I do that a lot. Okay, so Banjo-Kazooie is one you have on here, and I want to play Banjo-Kazooie so bad. You don't have Banjo abandoned. You have, abandoned. You have Banjo-Tooie on abandoned. Banjo-Tooie was abandoned, yes. Oh, you abandoned Axiom Verge. Why is that? Yeah, I. Uh, it's actually before I got into the Metroidvania genre. Okay. I actually never really played anything Metroidvania-esque until Axiom Verge, because I never played Super Metroid, never played Castlevania, um, and I was not super into it, not super into the aesthetic and everything like that, even though it looked kind of, I don't know. So uh, all the backtracking and everything, I was not into it, and then something just clicked with Super Metroid, I was like, wow, I like this a lot, and then mm-hmm. I like Castlevania simply not a lot, and then I like Hollow Knight a lot, so my, I don't think I'll go back to it just because of time, because it takes a long time to get through that game, but... Yeah. Here's one that floors me that you abandoned okay. this because i thought you loved this game like, i was very surprised it? i was like no he must have mislabeled this what is it and i and i i'm just like, i almost want to say it because it's just painful monument valley you abandoned monument valley oh yeah i thought you loved monument valley no first of all puzzle games oh okay fine fuck second you. of all <laughs> fuck ios you, game ios game <laughs> And then uh, Gravity Rush. It's not that you abandoned it. It's just, I'm surprised that you even tried to play it. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like oh, the yeah. kind of I game Oh, yeah. I mean, I got play. a Vita. It was part of the instant game collection when I got my Vita. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I was gotcha. like, oh, man, I have like four really full great games on here. Yeah. Nothing in here, honestly, is super surprising because like, you have things like Final Fantasy X-2 HD remaster, but... Is that just because the remastered version of it, and you didn't want to beat the remaster again, or you just don't like? Final oh Fantasy? no, it's because I played about an hour of it and I said this is trash. Because <laughs> I beat that, I beat the ten HD remaster, and I was like, man, this is really great. I'm gonna jump over to ten two and see if that. And it was just three women who are pop stars, and you're singing and changing their dresses. And I was like, no, this is trash. <laughs> um, few more on abandoned on yours. Just uh, Zenonia. I totally forgot about that mobile too. game. I totally forgot about that mobile game. Totally <laughs> forgot about it. I'm like, yep. there's so many in this list here that was just like, oh yeah, I forgot that game exists. I guess I abandoned that too, or I guess I did play that. Like Rock Band yep. Unplugged. I'm like, I did I I did beat Rock Band Unplugged for PSP. I'm the yep. one. <laughs> the one who did that. Uh Zenonia was somehow made it you know I, that app, I've talked it on the podcast before, that app that I have eight hundred plus like my game collection app. Mm-hmm. 
that I have everything that I've owned since like PlayStation 3 or PSP or something like that. Anyway, somehow Zenonia made it onto it, even though it was a mobile title. And it was at the very end of the list. I was like, oh, that's right. That game exists. So I <laughs> rated it. Mm-hmm. Anything else I want to talk. Uh, no, your abandon makes total sense to me for most of it. Uh, I want to talk to you about your want to play list. Yeah. Um, Wolfenstein 2. I do want to play it. Why don't you just fucking do it already? <laughs> <laughs> I will, okay? I will play it. No, so Mass Effect 3. Have you not played Mass Effect 3 before, or you just want to replay it? I played 1 and 2. I had to play 3. But what? I think you've played 2 and 3, but you didn't play 1. Right, because I played it on PlayStation. PS3, yeah. You, you consider that like your favorite... One of your favorite game franchises of all time, you've never played the ending of it? Again, because when I was younger, I didn't get the opportunity to play many games because I wasn't really allowed to. So it's like, I oh got Mass So Mass Effect was, when I got Mass Effect, I remember I opened it for Christmas, my cousin gave it to me, and it was one of those things where it's like, <gasps> he gave me an M-rated game. Does my mom even know? Like, is this allowed? <laughs> is this okay? Like, I was so excited. And then Mass Effect 2, I was obviously two years old at that point, loved it, and then just... At that point, I, w- I moved to Texas with my dad, and my 360 was at my mom's, so I didn't even have it. And then it was just like I couldn't play it. And then it just—they never released a remaster of it. Like that's why if they release that remaster, I'll buy it in a heartbeat. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm just waiting. Please make it. Backwards compatibility on Xbox One. That's true. That's true. Also, the Surge Two—you never even finished the Surge One, you poser. <laughs> <laughs> I got my enjoyment of the Surge. I'm looking forward to Surge Two. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I shelved the surge, so I will go back to it. Apparently. Some of these I'm not like I don't understand where you're going to play them. You're just one day hoping, like thinking about Spec Ops: The Line. Yeah, yeah. Like I've always wanted to play Spec Ops: The, Spec Ops the it's Line. A I've fantastic heard it's, game. I've heard it's really good. I don't know when I'm going to be able to play it or how I'm going to play it. But if I had the opportunity, I would play that game. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ashen! I can't wait to play Ashen. Maybe I'll do that when I get back again. Same vacation. thing, Ashen. I can't play it, but I really want to. Dead Space, did you play Dead Space 1? Absolutely. Did you finish it? Did you beat it? Yes. It should be my completed games list. I haven't looked. But Dead Space 2, yeah, fucking great. Dead Space 3, that's another one where I only played like an hour of it and for some reason said no. But I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I only have it on PS3 and I'm not, my PS3 is plugged into my bedroom TV right now, but it's just like old. It's old. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Metroid Fusion? Yeah, so it's – I don't count – so technically I could have labeled that as shelved, but I've yeah. started it and played it so many times, but a long time ago. So it's like I'm just going to count that as a want to play it, and then I'll yeah. go back and play it. This is one that blows my fucking mind, and I think it was – you were talking to Daniel Reguera. Mm-hmm. Reguera. Daniel Reguera. Uh, you were – and Metroid Prime is one of your – literally your favorite games of all time. Yeah. And you've never played two or three. I know, again, because – as a kid, I didn't have many games. It was like I had Metroid oh Prime. Oh my god! Oh, and also, would have Metroid Prime though is I never beat Metroid Prime until I got it on the Wii U. Oh my god! So I know, I know. There's a lot of things I'm ashamed I haven't played before, and you're, you're just making me feel bad about it, Chad. <laughs> uh, Bioshock and Bioshock. I'm sorry, Bioshock Two and Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. I also really want to play those. In fact, Bioshock Infinite, I've got on like a you uh, played future barf list. No, I've played them both. Okay. I've beaten them both. Um, but I also I have Bioshock Infinite on like a future barf. Do I need to play Bioshock 2 to play Bioshock Infinite? I think we should. Okay. 
I, I also want to replay that one too. Okay, because I love I like the fact that you can use your weapon and, and your plasmids at the same time. Yeah. I played about an hour of Bioshock too. So I, I kind of. Rosie the whole time? Yeah. You also play as a, a big daddy, which is cool. Yep. Yeah. So there's a few on your want to play that it's pretty surprising to me. One, God of War 3 Remastered. Is this the remastered version? Or you haven't played God yeah, of War 3? Yeah, because we got it free with PlayStation Plus. Or maybe mm-hmm. it was like $4 and I bought it. And I was like, yeah, I haven't played this game in a long time. I platinumed it on PS3. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll go back and play that on PS4 eventually. Yeah. I'll say this. Looking at your want to playlist, I'm just like, oh, man, we're going to have a great year for Barf. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, I'm going to, yeah. Um, Ratchet and Clank, I expect we'll be playing that Barf next year. I like oh, that Oh, yeah, PS4 version. A lot. Doom. Doom Eternal comes out next year, probably. We don't know for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to play that. Probably have to play that. Oh, my God, Last of Us Part 2. Can't wait for that. Um, New Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. Looking forward to that one for your wants to plays. Um, here's the one that disturbed me. Disturbed you? It disturbed oh. me. You're a gross, disgusting person for not playing this game. As I just said a second ago, I don't like that you shame me for not playing games. <laughs> um, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never played it. I think we have to play that. And Wind Waker. Wind Waker, I never had a GameCube and I never had a Wii U, so... Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to play that. Hopefully they bring that to Switch at some point. But Link to the Past... Um, I mean, I've got have, that on my SNES Classic. Exactly. It's available you, on 3DS. You, um, I don't know why you're not playing that right now. Um, fuck <laughs> off this podcast. Go play it. What are you talking about? Uh, there's a lot of games and watches to play that we actually, I think, we both have. So I think we're going to have a good barf next next year. Good barf in 2019. Barf. Was there another list you wanted to check out? Um, No, because our, our beaten and completed lists are just so long. Essentially, yeah, they are. Well, actually, my completed list is not that long. No, I don't think so. You don't hundred percent games. You don't platinum things. I don't platinum things that often. Yeah, I only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. My completed one, two, three, four, five. Mambo number five. So, new Super Mario Bros. for DS, I hundred percent completed. Super Mario 3D Land. Wait a minute, you never? I'm looking at your shelf list. Yeah, you never beat. What remains of Edith Finch? Didn't I just mention that on... No, you mentioned Dear Esther. I meant Edith Finch. Not... Oh. Yeah. I meant Edith Finch, yeah. God damn it. There's a few on here that I'm, like, really upset that I haven't... That I shelved. I'm taking Horizon Zero Dawn off. I don't know why that's on there. Actually, Shadow of the Colossus, too, man. Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus, honestly, I... You're never going to get around to doing Earthbound because you no, deleted I your save file. No, I 100% will. 100% will. <laughs> You're going to start from scratch again? Yes, 100% will play, go back and play that game. Um, if you remember the um, game idea I pitched to you this week, oh, that's, that's, right. that's why right. I want to go back and play Earthbound. Um, Shadow of the Colossus one of, like Shadow of the Colossus and The Witcher 3 are unshelved, and I, I think I might abandon those. That's so sad. I mean, you're going to ban The Witcher. Yeah, that's going to be a trillion-hour game, but... Shadow of the Colossus, man. Yeah, but like, there's some some shelved games I'm upset about here. Like, Skyward Sword, shelved that. Majora's Mask, shelved that. Thomas Was Alone, shelved that. Fez, Tearaway. But the most horrible is Luminous. I mean, that's shelved. That's, that means you're coming back to them. 
I know, but just, there's so much to go back to. There's so many good games on here. I know that's a good. This is a great way to keep track of your backlog. It is. It's a really good way of keeping track of your backlog. I like the lists too. The list is a. Great you only idea. have two lists, right? What do you got? Well, I have three lists because I have a private list for our potential barf games. Yeah, I have a, I have a future barf list as yeah. well. With... But I have a, a favorites game list, and then I have a um, a what should we call it? Uh, most anticipated for 2019 list. Uh, I think I have to flesh this out a little bit, but my I have a list called Gamers Guilt Classics Backlog, which includes just Link to the Past and Final Fantasy IX right now. I'm telling you right now, Link to the Past might be our January barf. I really think you should play that game. Maybe I will. I mean, maybe I fucking won't. <laughs> I don't want to bring my 3DS to California. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I will. No, I'm no, you, you wouldn't be able to do your 3DS. You'd have to bring your SNES Classic. Oh, yeah. Well, so I'll, we'll, just, too. we'll just wait till later on in the year, and that's fine. No, I'm going to bring it. No. Dude, I'm going to bring it. All right, fine. Fine. Subjects. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna have fun making lists. I'm a person who likes lists. I've also made a bunch of lists and deleted them. Why? Because I'm just like, well, I had like a list for games that I returned to, and I'm like, that's shelved. Just get rid of that list. Like that's yeah. just the shelved list. So I just did a lot of that kind of stuff. But I made one stunningly gorgeous, and the description I wrote was games with strikingly beautiful art styles or animation. Oh. We've got Firewatch, God of War, Hellblade, Bioshock, Bastion, Last Day of June. I have a favorites game, and I have an anticipated game. That's all I got, Chad. I'm just boring. I'm just cool a boring like son of a bitch. I will, say that here's my, I will say this. Here's my list of potential barf games. Some of these I just might not be able to do until we get until it's available in some other way that it's feasible. But I thought I'd run through my potential barf list if you have a potential barf list. It's like a tease for what could come out next year, maybe? Uh, my future barfs right now are Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX, and Bioshock Infinite. You want to do Final Fantasy VII in a month? I so I had another plan to talk to you about maybe if Doing we could do months? a JRPG, yeah, a two month two long one. I've been I've been thinking about that too, actually. So I, I'm a, I'm on board. If, with yeah, that. forty hour game in one year, one month is not going to work. Well, it's like I wanted to do like a Mass Effect or something. Like that. I think it'd be kind of a cool thing to do in a barf, um, yeah, like a game where you have, like could take different path options and have a very different experience. That'd be very hard to do. Um, here is that all you have on your list? Yeah, so okay. far I have eleven games. <laughs> Ooh. I know. I got Undertale. Because I want to play Undertale. Link to the Past. That's fast enough that I don't think it would fail out a whole month for a barf. Is it? I mean, you could beat it in two mm-hmm. hours, or you could beat it in a hundred hours. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, Metroid Prime Echoes. I don't even know what that is. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Oh, gotcha. I thought that was like some 3DS spinoff. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy, because I've never played that before. We would have to, so we would have to find a way, because mm-hmm. I don't have access to these things. Some of these, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, Metroid Prime 2, hopefully they do that trilogy remaster for Switch, yeah. then we could do that. Mario Galaxy, Maybe I just, I'll just like, have to go to China and get an NVIDIA Shield. Exactly, we'll just have to do that. Um, Wolfenstein New Order, the first one. Yeah. Metroid Samus Returns, because someone needs to play that game. Yes, I do. <laughs> that was your Christmas present to me last year. I still haven't played it. That's Doom. why I got to bring my 3DS to California. Yep. Doom. God of War 3 Remastered. At this point, because I'm liking God of War so much, I kind of want to go back. Like, will I like this now that I liked God of War mm. so much? We'll see. Okay. And then, uh-oh, my phone just went to sleep. Um, Braid. I really want to play Braid. Yeah. Um, that was, we'll- like, the first indie game. 
Yeah, it is. Launched it's... on Xbox Live Arcade and mm-hmm. Fez. Because I want to beat Fez. Oh and yeah, then that's right. Titanfall two. Titanfall two might be a weird one though for Barf since it's mostly multiplayer game. There's a campaign, but it's mostly there's multiplayer. a campaign. Yeah, but yeah, that's what we got. Hot. If you guys want to follow us on it, uh, I am at Cowtipper, C-O-W-T-I-P-R. And I'm at Holden Depardo. I'm going to – I'll tweet this out with our information on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we'll put out a tweet. It was just like a tweet about the whole episode. Like, hey, here's the GG app. We'll tag them on Twitter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cool service. I would love to figure out – I would love to find out, like, what our audience plays and things like that. Because sometimes I'm like, what is Fez playing over there on his computer? Mm-hmm. Like, is he gonna have what games do people play have, on computers? Why, why Minesweeper on there? Is he gonna have pinball? <laughs> He's a hardcore he Minesweeper player. <laughs> <laughs> my little sister, the other day, oh my god, she was—I uh, forget what the context was—but she was like, "I need to do something other than just sitting on my computer and playing Minesweeper." And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, sometimes I just get bored and I just play Minesweeper, and I played it for like four hours today." I was like, "What?" <laughs> Minesweeper in 2018. Who plays Minesweeper at any point in human history for four hours? Oh, you're, yeah, for four hours? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that wraps up our main quest. Please, yeah, follow us. I'd love to follow you back. Um. La, 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 la. Then moving into our end game. So our end game, we've already done our game on game show. Participation trophy will be given out no, January 1st on our episode, the first one of the year. So make sure you still... Interact with us on Twitter. Following us on this thing counts as your participation as well. Introducing us to a new friend or ratings on a podcast service. Uh, you can win 20 bucks just like Fez did last month. Right now, I can tell you the most participation right now goes to Dane Deasy. So he might be winning some money. Some I know Dane Deasy. You do know Dane Deasy. And I've you probably Deasy. remember him from his balls that we've talked about on this episode <laughs> a lot. I almost... like. Every single time we talk about Dane Deasy's balls, I get further and further from the reason why we were talking about them, and it's just imagining now man scrotum instead of what's the name of the game? One two switch balls on the Joy-Con. That's what the oh, original is that context where it was. Came from? That's right. Yeah, because like, hey, I got to play one two switch, and I played it on Dane's switch at work today, and you could feel the balls in there, and I was playing with Dane Deasy's balls. That was the original thing, and now we just talk about Dane Deasy's human scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> That's the anyway. Joy-Con for the Switch Pro is <laughs> It's just a scrotum skin on a Joy-Con. Oh, no, it's so like gross. a Joy-Con and then it's just like a scrotum dangling underneath each other. <laughs> HD Rumble, man. HD Rumble. Uh, anyway, there's one new thing. Oh, last little note. Uh, barf for the month. God of War, Hollow Knight. There's one new thing that I want to start doing every week. Um, it is the holiday season. It's a season for giving, but I think this is a great thing just to introduce positivity in the world. I want to start everyone listening and us included start just thanking people who do great things in the video game industry for us and use a hashtag. Thanks for creating because I want to be able to go and search for what people have been like, Hey, I really like this. So I'm giving you every week someone to reach out to based on like a general category to say, hey, thank you for making this, because that was really great and I enjoyed it. That's a great idea. Yes. So, we're going to start this week with a games developer, their studio, that made something in 2018 that you really enjoyed. Go let them know. Use the hashtag, thanks for creating. All spelled out, thanks, F-O-R, creating. We'll put it um, in the show notes. 
yeah, put it in the show notes. Uh, I'll be tweeting about it. I'm also going to put up just like an, an image with each week what the the challenge is. But yeah, I think it's a really great way to just spread positivity because of all of the hate that Insomniac was getting for that stupid fucking Sam Raimi skin that like they were just getting torn alive for a game that's amazing. And Wait, then all of these, the, what were people upset about? Just a bunch of internet trolls who who they announced the last DLC. And the suits that were in it, and the same Raimi suit wasn't in it, and they're like, you guys fucking suck, you know, doing the normal death threats, internet, trash, people thing. And I'm like, these guys make this incredible game, nominated for Game of the Year, and they support their community so much. And, in the background, you didn't know it, but they were trying as hard as they could to get licensing deals to work out, and then they eventually did. Yeah. But they're just, like, trashing, and it's like, Honestly, we, got, we gotta be positive. God, it's like if I were in the development studio, I'd just be like, you guys don't get Sam Raimi outfit at all anymore then. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I kind of want to do is that every single person that tweeted, you don't get access to it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is kind of born from that. Let's spread some positivity every week. Uh, this week, just a developer who made something great, and then we'll do something different every single week. Uh, I something love great that, that's, that's really sweet. That's nice. Because these developers Until... do get unfair death threats for stupid – not that yeah, any death threats so like fair, fucking but stupid. it's so stupid. It's yep. an outfit, and the, it's like the rest of the game is brilliant for most people. Like, yep. Like, the fact that you're this upset of the outfit means you love the game. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, hashtag thanks for creating. That's going to be a new segment. Um, uh, let's wrap up the last episode of 2018. Uh, we'll see you next year. Yeah. Here's our usual sign-off. Happy Honda days! Huh? Very good.